Hi there, I'm Gavin Crawford. I'm a writer, an actor, and a comedian. And for the last eight or nine years, I have been navigating life with my mother's increasing dementia. Has it been sad? Yeah. Has it been funny? Also, yeah. That's what my brand new podcast series, Let's Not Be Kidding, is about. It's the true story of my life as a comedian, my mom, and dementia. Let's Not Be Kidding, with me, Gavin Crawford. A new seven-part series from CBC Podcasts, available now. This is a CBC Podcast. In the name of Jesus, look at the moose at the Costco. There's a reason why they say movies are magic. Because movies movie can change your day. It can change your outlook. It can sometimes even change your life. Because news. With Gavin Crawford. Amazing. Thank you very much. Hey, everybody, I'm Gavin Crawford. Welcome to Because News, Canada's funniest news quiz. This week, a bizarre video circulated of a moose in New Brunswick circling a pole for five straight minutes. The moose only stopped when onlookers threw a bunch of dollar bills at it. (laughs) (laughs) Over the next 30 minutes, we'll be making games out of the news. Let's welcome this week's panel. She is excited for the Beatles movies, but only the Ringo one. And that's just because she loves Shining Time Station. (laughs) Move over, Thomas. It's Jan Carwana. Hello, Canada. Thank you for having me. Now that Beyonce is number one on the country charts, they're finally ready to move to Saskatchewan. Get ready to hold them for a Jonas Charlie. Oh, howdy. (laughs) Howdy, y'all. So country. And finally, get ready for the sensation that's sweeping the nation. No, it's not banning books. It's Cliff Cardinal. (laughs) If you check the sales, you'd think my books were banned. (laughs) (laughs) All right, panel, are you seated semi-comfortably? Yeah, you know. Yeah. yeah. Then let's begin. Here we go. Panel, something mysterious was making headlines this week, which brings us to this week's news clue. Have a listen to this special episode of Scooby-Doo and be ready to sleuth. <laughs> okay, gang, dinner's on the table. Dig in. Room. Like Yum City, man. <laughs> Where did you get this pot roast? <laughs> Jinkies, this label gives absolutely no clue about this meat. Looks like a mystery, gang. Get in the van. We're going back to Loblaws. <laughs> Zoinks. Like, what's wrong, Scoob? <laughs> Ryria. Oh, my God. All right, there is your intellectually rigorous news clue. <laughs> Can you tell me for a point what mystery had Scooby and the gang heading to Loblaws this week? The case of the ghostly billionaire price gouger. Mm. He would have gotten away with it, too. (laughs) Hadn't been for that bread-fixing scandal. And Jonas? I think I have a feeling what's going on here. Have the Scooby snacks been (laughs) shrink-flated? All good guesses. Does anyone really know uh, what was the mystery with the pot roast for the Scooby's gang? Grocery stores, I don't know if it's just Loblaws, but they've started selling ungraded meat. You are correct for the point, Jan Carwana. (laughs) 
Thank you. Thank you. The headline from the Toronto Sun reads, Mystery Meat, Loblaws stores selling ungraded beef and shoppers have questions. (laughs) (laughs) Questions like, what is ungraded beef? (laughs) It's beef that dropped the class halfway through the semester. (laughs) (laughs) It's when you're mad at someone, but you're not sure quite how mad you are yet. So your beef is ungraded. I've got beef with you. I'm not sure how or how hot it's going to get, but there's beef. The correct answer, ungraded beef is meat from a country that is not synchronized with the grading system that we have in Canada. Oh. Ungraded meat is often cheaper, but the big question people have is, is it safe? Is it, Gavin? (laughs) (laughs) Jen? Well... If you've listened to the program before, you know I like to play fast and loose with my guts. Um, (laughs) I don't uh, put a lot of stock in expiry dates, etc. I would say that if this beef is coming into Canada, it has to go under some sort of inspection. So I would say, yeah, it's probably safe. That is correct. It is not uninspected beef. It is just ungraded beef. Experts say it meets safety standards. It just means that it could come from older cows and bulls and is likely to be lower quality, but not necessarily lower quality. It's a bit like Russian roulette. Okay. Uh, What is the top grade in the system for Canadian beef? Amazon Prime. Ooh. Jen's going to get the point because it is prime. Prime oh, is the prime. highest grade, followed by AAA, then AA. Mm, like batteries. Oh, like uh, batteries. Yeah. So if you are like, hey, this is grade A meat, it's the fourth down. <laughs> oh, man, all those guys in those bars, they weren't giving me compliments at all. <laughs> what a bunch of chumbos. <laughs> Loblaws issued a statement saying that ungraded beef does not mean it is not quality meat. But it is often a lot cheaper. There are 13 grades in the Canadian grading system for beef. The lowest grade is E. What is grade E beef? <laughs> There's E. coli. <laughs> oh. No, it's been inspected. That joke doesn't work. God, it's not Scooby meat, is it? <laughs> <laughs> no. I think grade E meat comes from, uh, like, older cows. And, and I, I read this story. It comes from unsuccessfully castrated bulls. So grade E meat is the sound they make during the failed operation. <laughs> I just go, E! No. Painfully, you're correct for the point. No way. You're welcome, Canada. Uh, They classify it with this sentence. The E-grade meat is for mature bulls or youthful bull carcasses showing pronounced masculinity. Mm. Something a little like me. (laughs) What What does pronounced masculinity mean? Uh, all the bulls have uh, terrible mustaches. Yeah. <laughs> all the bulls listen to way too much Joe Rogan podcast. <laughs> I can't tell you, but I can show you. <laughs> they say it describes an enlarged hump, neck, and pizzle eye. Oh, I love an enlarged pizzle eye. <laughs> <laughs> Bonus point. What's a pizzle eye? <laughs> I'm noticing some very handsome pizzle eyes in this crowd tonight. You're going to regret that. Uh, 
Jonas, any idea what a pizzle eye is? I'm going to bring this back to safe for work territory, so I'm going to say nose. <laughs> nose? Yep. It is not the nose. It is the tendon that attaches the bull's penis to its body. Okay, so it is what it is. Oh, <laughs> yeah. That's the most disgusting thing I've ever heard. Oh but but um, with rents in this city, you'd better believe I'll be having some. <laughs> Because news. Because news. Canada's funniest news quiz. I'm Gavin Crawford. This is Because News. This week I'm joined by panelists Adjanis, Charlie, Jan Caruana, and Cliff Cardinal. <laughs> to hear the whole show, subscribe to our podcast. Just think of this as a really long trailer. Ooh. <laughs> Well, panel, we took a week off last week, but the news clearly did not get the memo because the headlines just kept piling up. So let's see how much attention you've been paying with a brand new game we call Name That News. (laughs) It's a pretty simple premise. I'm going to give you a name that was making headlines this week. Your job is to tell me why. Are you ready to name that news? Yeah! Up first, Jennifer Jones. Mad Men. No. No. Jonas. Did Tom Jones reveal a long-lost cousin? <laughs> I will give you a hint. She is a Canadian, and she is retiring from something. This guy just pointed at me like he thinks I should know. Well, I, <laughs> no, all, he's doing, he's doing, oh, no, he's doing oh, that. Yeah. Curling! He's giving you a curling. Know. Curling! Thank you. Legendary Manitoban curler Jennifer Jones is playing in her final Scotty's Tournaments of Hearts this week before retiring. The Winnipeg Sun headline reads, Curling World pays tribute to Jennifer Jones, Canada's most blank curler. Um, uh, most homophobic. <laughs> <laughs> it would make no. the news. No, no, no. That would make the news. Like, well, sh- they're making a big deal of her retiring. So is it like most celebrated? They went with Canada's most iconic curler. Oh, she's the Beyonce of curling. She is. Okay. <laughs> How do you become an iconic curler? You win 10 Grand Slam victories and an Olympic gold medal. Wow, okay, it's, that's good. Uh, it is a lot. It. Jennifer Jones is a very good curler. Yeah. The Canadian Women's Curling Championships are happening this week. This will be Jones' final appearance. Throughout her career, she has become known as the Queen of Clutch. What does that mean? Whenever she enters the arena, she's always carrying a small bag. (laughs) Uh, Good guess. Yeah, it's not a curling thing. She drives it like she stole it. No, no, no. Come on. She's the queen of clutch. When the game is on the line, when it absolutely has to be handled, you want no one else than Jennifer Jones. She's got ice water in her veins. She is a true blue victory rolling trophy kissing winner. And we are lucky to have her in Canada. And she's Tom Tones. Oh, go off. Somehow you've got a passionate point there, because that is exactly correct. Yeah, when the game is on the line and there is a lot of pressure, Jennifer Jones is who you want there. Uh, (laughs) Jones cemented her legacy early on when she won her first title with something known as The Shot in 2005. Have a listen to this historic moment. A most difficult attempt. Trying to come in off a stone on the outside. Trying to get the roll to the stone at the button. They're working on it frantically. There's the contact. There's the roll. She's made it. What a shot for the win. <laughs> Did the enemy curler get shot? 
<laughs> Having heard that, what do you think the shot was? I don't know. There were a lot of girls screaming. So I'm going to say the shot was tequila. <laughs> <laughs> It was the end of the match in 2005, and Jennifer Jones made an against-all-odds shot. I don't know if you exactly caught it from the tape, but basically with only one rock left, she tried a circus shot with an old in-off and stuck her shot rock in the forefoot to count for four points and won the game 8-6. Oh, yeah, we knew that. Oh, right. No, I saw it. I saw Obviously. that. Yeah, I saw that now. Yeah, no doubt. Are you from the East Coast, by chance? <laughs> I am now. <laughs> all right, moving on with Name That News. Your next name, Sora. Why was Sora in the headlines this week? Is it a new Canadian budget airline that'll go out of business in two, two days? Fly, Sora, S-O-A-R-A. That's a good guess, no. No, it's this new way of ripping off artists, right? Do I get yes, you're correct for the point. Yeah, yeah. The CBS headline reads, OpenAI's new text-to-video tool, Sora, has one artificial intelligence expert terrified. What is so terrifying about Sora? Well, it makes these videos off of prompts, right? So you can type in, show me a dolphin smoking a cigar, trying to pick up a manatee, and it'll do it. Mm -hmm. It's a new generative AI video tool which creates surprisingly detailed 60-second clips based only on text prompts. Have you seen any of the Sora demos? I did see. The more simple ones are kind of cool, but anything... That involves like a crowd walking anywhere. You can really notice that their steps look wild. It looks like a crowd of people river dancing. <laughs> it's kind of scary, actually. I think that's the general problem with AI still is those fine details are very noticeable. And when you notice them, they are jump scares. Well, I'm sure there's going to be a time where like eventually we can all just live in a cube. Right. And you could just live wherever you want. And then the cube will just be like projected images of wherever you want to be of A.I. And you could be like, great, I'm in a cafe in France. Ooh. But really, you're in the cube. It's kind of half the Matrix and half <laughs> Black Mirror. But it like, uh, yeah, but I'll, I'll buy it. I want to be in a cube. OK, when in my cube, I want to be transported to wherever Kate Blanchett is. And I want to be her gay best friend. Oh, that's fun. <laughs> yeah, that's I was going to ask what yeah. you would use Sora for. So you're living in the cube. What do you what do you use Sora to video project on your cube i think i would forest gump myself <laughs> into all sorts of events like for instance i might go to like the jfk assassination but i would do like goofy faces like i'd point <laughs> at like lee harvey oswald and be like get a load of this guy you know uh luckily sora is currently not available to the public it is being trialed by researchers and artists uh next up in name that news gc strategies what is GC Strategies, and why was it making headlines? Well, I, I happen to know this one. They, they, they took $19 million to do the Arrive Can app and have uh, nothing to show for it. You are correct for the point. GC Strategies is the two-person IT staffing firm that was awarded a number of contracts for the Arrive Can app, one worth $25 million. CBC headline reads, What is GC Strategies? A closer look at the company linked to the Arrive Can controversy. A scathing report from the Auditor General revealed the company received a huge amount of money, but subcontracted the work, which ended up inflating the cost. Last week in the House of Commons, opposition leader Pierre Polyev grilled the Prime Minister over the cost of the app. Have a listen. A quarter of a billion dollars? W-T-F. Yeah. Uh, panel, for a point, are you allowed to say W-T-F in the House of Commons? I think the bigger question here is, 
Why does Pierre Polyev always sound like a guy who has never won a prize at a carnival in his life? <laughs> like she gets never... the prize. WTF. <laughs> you know what I mean? Technically, no. Uh, oh. He got censured for using unparliamentary language. But then he went on to say, no, 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 WTF stood for something else. What did he say WTF stood for? Why the frown? <laughs> he really backed off of it, said, oh, I, no, it means something else. Really? Yes, it sounded like this. Where's the funds? Okay. Oh, give me a break. Okay. That's like when a kid swears and gets in trouble and says, <laughs> I was saying shirt. I was saying bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, I'm Jesse Crookshank. Jesse Crookshank. I host the number one comedy podcast called Phone a Friend. Girl, let's phone a friend. Not only do I break down the biggest stories in pop culture with guests like Dan Levy and members of InSync, I do it with my own personal boy band singing jingles throughout because it's my show. It's your show, girl. New episodes of Phone a Friend. Yeah. Drop Thursdays wherever you get your podcasts. So work it, girl, yeah, work it. Okay, that's enough. Alberta Premier Danielle Smith continues to make headlines with all her fun, fun plans for Alberta. But this week, the Alberta NDP managed to snag some ink as a number of candidates threw their hats into the NDP leadership race. One candidate, Sarah Hoffman, grabbed headlines this week for a bold campaign video. Have a listen to Sarah Hoffman. Women like me aren't supposed to run for office. I'm I'm and I am really According to Hoffman panel, women like her are not supposed to run for office because she's blank, she's blank, and she's really blank. Fun, flirty, and almost 30. <laughs> Which is honestly a winnable platform to me. I'd vote. I vote. Yeah. Cliff, what do you think? I was going to say um, smart, capable, and disillusioned. <laughs> Here is what Sarah Hoffman actually said. Women like me aren't supposed to run for office. I'm fat, I'm sassy, and I am really bad at pretending to be something that I'm not. Okay. <laughs> that feels like a Real Housewives intro. <laughs> oh my gosh. I love this. The Real Housewives of Calgary. Yeah. yeah. Ho Hoffman's campaign video grabbed attention for its uh, sort of American-style tone and also her clever way to kneecap the haters right out of the gate. I love it. I think that's what's missing from a lot of Canadian politics, actually, is kind of the fun and the, the honest personality that comes out of an ad like this. I, I think this is wonderful. Okay, so running with that, if you were running for something, how would you, what would your campaign be to kneecap the haters? I'm gay, I'm black, and I'd set so many first Canadian blank records. <laughs> you know? I think that'd be good. I mean, you have my vote for that alone. Cliff? Thank you for asking how to kneecap your opponents, because we haven't had a good kneecapping since the early 90s. <laughs> oh my Fair. Uh, Jen? I think the platform I would run on would be, I will sing in Parliament, and I will not stop when asked. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, there is one candidate who has been widely speculated to announce, but as of yet has not entered the race. For a bonus point, which famous Albertan is rumored to be eyeing a run. Nathan Fillion. <laughs> oh, I didn't even know. Yeah, he's from Alberta, right? Oh. That would be fun. Yeah. 
Jen uh, Arden. Jen Arden. Oh. Yeah. She would not win. I wish she would win, but she's a vegetarian. All good guesses. It is the former mayor of Calgary, <gasps> Nahid Nenshi. Oh. Yes. The headline from the Calgary Herald, former Calgary mayor Nahid Nenshi considering a bid for Alberta NDP leadership. Sure. Mm. At the time of taping, Nenshi has to finish prepping for Canada Reads before he can <laughs> even think about Canada's needs. Uh-huh. <laughs> I am Gavin Crawford, and this is Because News. This week I'm joined by Jonas Charlie, Jan Carwana, and Cliff Cardinal. When Cliff is not cracking wise, he is on tour with Cliff Cardinal and the Skylarks. They are touring now across Ontario and Quebec. All right, panel, get ready for some altered lyrics. Trends come and trends go, and when they do, I change the words to the theme song from the classic 90s sitcom, The Nanny. Have a listen to these altered lyrics and be ready for questions. She was sitting on her sofa watching TikTok memes when her fashion sense was roasted by a group of tweens. What was she to do? What was she to wear? How could she be trendy? So she ran herself over to the local thrift store. She was there to buy earrings, but she got so much more. She got hoops, she got fur, she got hair. She got a bag by Fendi. Beautiful. There you go. She got hoops, she got fur, she got hair, and she got a bag by Fendi. What is the new TikTok trend that inspired those altered lyrics? She got hoops, she got fur, she got hair. Are people not waxing anymore? (laughs) (laughs) No, hairiness is not the new trend. Cliff, any idea? I I happen to know this one. I do a little bit of contract work for a group called Indigenous Fashion Arts. (laughs) And so I I read Glamour Magazine a little bit. I'm up on Vanity Fair. And so I can tell you that it is Mafia Wife is the new trend. You are correct for the points. The headline from Glamour Magazine says, The mob wife aesthetic is taking over TikTok. How Mm. to get the look. Panel, how do you get the look? What are some ways you can achieve the coveted mafia wife aesthetic? Easy three-step process. Chunky sunglasses, long leather coat, Mary Al Pacino. (laughs) (laughs) And you're good. They say all black everything, leather, messy updos, statement prints, designer bags, and chunky gold jewelry. The new trend calls for big, bold, maximalist looks where you flaunt everything. A headline from British Vogue says, Your mob wife look is incomplete without a specific accessory. What is the specific accessory you need? A Colt 45. (laughs) Uh, The ability to say, Tony, there's cold pass in the fridge. (laughs) To that end, a husband. (laughs) All good guesses, they've gone with yellow gold watches. But I like yours more. Well, if you're not into mob wife aesthetic, how about mob boss? Panel, a new sneaker drop by a massive celebrity had the internet a buzz. Whose limited edition sneaker dropped last week and sold out instantly? Was it Werner Herzig? (laughs) Oh. With these shoes are forever. (laughs) Uh, It is not. I'm sure someone knows the real answer. Who dropped a pair of sneaks? 
Trump. Yeah, Trump did. Yes, that's true. The headline from NPR reads, Trump debuts line of $399 sneakers one day after $355 million fraud judgment. <laughs> Only 1,000 pairs of the sneakers were made available, and we know Trump is desperate for cash. But according to Fox News, that is not the only reason Trump is getting into the sneaker game. Why, according to Fox News, do they say Trump is hawking sneakers? He's planning to run. <laughs> He's back in, everybody. They're back in. Wow. Good guess, no. Any other ideas? Uh, he's courting the youth vote? No. Here is why one pundit from Fox News thinks Trump is hawking sneakers. This is connecting with black America because they love sneakers. They're into sneakers. They love the, you know, th this is a big deal, certainly in, in the inner city. <laughs> Look, people are burying their face we in their hands. We're touching our face this. through wow. that whole thing. But you know what? I'm actually kind of pleased that Trump is selling sneakers because it's the only way he can have a soul. <laughs> there we go. We're back in the game. Just getting started. Yeah. For a further point, what do you think the name of Trump's signature sneaker is? Trump Air 350 million. Oh. Um, it's, it's Never Surrender. That's oh, wow. right. The sneakers are called Never Surrender. Uh, you may remember the famous day Trump surrendered to the authorities. <laughs> well, also, it's weird that they're called Never Surrender, but they're running shoes. I know, yeah. they could have gone with Walker Up. <laughs> Get my new sneakers, Walker Up. You can grab them by the laces. Uh, yeah. No, that's a good joke. You guys don't know what you're talking about. That's a good joke. We need to keep hearing it. We need to keep hearing it. We need to remember. <laughs> Anyways, I guess we should probably describe these sneakers for anyone that hasn't seen them. Have you seen these sneakers? Yeah. 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 They look like if NASCAR were a shoe. <laughs> yeah. They're a little ostentatious. Yeah, just a bit. Like a bedazzled Texan flag for your foot. <laughs> yeah. Like it's... Yeah, they're gold mm -hmm. with a sparkly American flag around the back. Yeah. There's a T on them. Yeah, uh, yes, there is a T for Trump on them. There is also one thing that sneakerheads really found objectionable about the sneakers. What was the most hated thing about the Trump sneakers? Was it that they were Velcro? <laughs> <laughs> laces are complicated. Laces are complicated. I got these tiny hands. How am I supposed to do laces with these tiny hands? What they hated most was that the sneakers come with a custom charm with an image of Trump in a red superhero jumpsuit <laughs> with bulging muscles. Oh, my God. Attached to the laces. So you can buy your sneakers and then get your mom something nice for her Pandora bracelet. <laughs> <laughs> so grab a pair of Never Surrenders. The only thing you'll have to surrender is $400 and some self-respect. <laughs> <laughs> Panel, somehow we have reached the end of another exciting because news. Oh. oh. Our champion this week is. Well, it's Jan Carwana. Oh, Gavin Crawford reminding you that it is a leap year, so we have one extra day of February coming up this week, or as I like to think of it, a seasonal depression bonus round. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you next time. Why? Because news. Thank you very much. Give it up for Cliff Cardinal, Jonas Charlie, and Jan Carwana. 
this is Jan Caruana, winner of Because News. Congratulations to my runners-up, Ajanis Charlie and Cliff Cardinal. Because News is written and produced by Shannon Higgins, David Carroll, Gavin Crawford, Phil Lung, and Jess Klamowski. This week, they had help from Alice Moran, Miguel Rivas, and John Blair. Rounding out the team, Aaron Conway, Bronwyn Page, Errol Gonsalves, and our recording engineer, Paul Hodge. For more CBC Podcasts, go to cbc.ca slash podcasts.